Okay, my friends, it's been uh, quite a bit of time since we've been back with Pearl Jam's Black Circle podcast, and I could not be more thrilled because there's been a lot going on. Before we get to what's going on, I got my bro. He is no longer the monster of the Midway. He is the beast from the East. Keeps moving farther away from me. I don't know if it's me, but we still get together and talk about our love for the Pearl Jams. It's Wes. What's going on, my man? Hey, it's good to hear your voice, dude. So good to hear Every you. time you say that, man, I always think of like the old Big East Conference, like in basketball, like Villanova and those guys, Georgetown. Well, you better you better get savvy to a lot of that East Coast ball, man. I am nowhere man. near those cats, dude. Like you want to. You're closer than I am. Okay, all right. <laughs> Definitely more Southern, sadly enough. But wow, no, man, good. it's good, dude. We're we're super excited. I'm super excited to be here and talk with you. Um, you know, it's just it feels like it's it's home again. We got it the does. mic back in front of us, and I know. we get, get a top. Pearl, we get a top. To we get a top Pearl Jam. I have some wine in front of me. Man, what a good night! Dude. Let's get it going. Let's rip it it's up. It's a great night. So, what is on the agenda for this great return of the Nino and Wes PJ podcast show? Okay, so I think you know one of the things that Pearl Jam is so unique with, you know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forward, and then I'm gonna come backwards in this explanation. Mm-hmm. Is they're so unique in their their art. Okay, yes. very like I never really I never really understood this as a Pearl Jam fan, like a musical fan of theirs. Like how much time or how much effort or how unique their art is, whether it's just their even their cover art or their CD art or album art. But then you consider all their poster art, like. That's unique, man. And it's special and it's amazing. And it's like, it's something that they give you Mm -hmm. that is so just like you, like here, you were at the show. You have this now forever to remember this, this experience. So I wanted to talk about art tonight, which is is not music. Oh, it is music. I should say, let me, let me track that. Music is art. Let's, yes. let's make that very clear. Yes, absolutely. But we're not going to talk a lot about music. But before we get to that topic, I want to talk about where we're at today, okay. where Pearl Jam is today. Okay. They're in Europe. They've been rocking yes, out are. 2022. Man, it's full-blown. They already finished their first leg yeah. of, the, of the Gigaton Tour. I don't even know. Are you? Are they even calling this the Gigaton Tour? Because what the not, hell is going on? What's going not, on? Not really. Uh, they, you know, I haven't seen it really labeled that way. I mean, you could very well call it that. You know, I tried to. So I tried. Okay, I went down to Vegas. Yeah, uh, tell us. So see. last time we, yes. So the last yes. time we left off, dude, you <laughs> were like, "Hey, Wes and Ryan, thanks again, Ryan, for for joining the show." Thanks, Ryan. Last time we talked, you were like, "Dude, I'm gonna Facetime you on May 20th, and we're gonna have a kick-ass time in Vegas." nothing yeah bad news bad news bears with with uh with a lot of the pj bros and hey man i know people are coming down with covid please get better so the main thing is that these guys rock out for at least another 25 plus years if at all possible so you know we went down there uh turned out that they you know canceled the show they canceled i think uh, one of the california shows the night before so we had a couple uh, free nights while we were down there, but there was quite a bit of sullen-looking uh, Pearl Jam fans walking around with their PJ shirts on, little downtrodden. So every time, because I was definitely walking around with a Pearl Jam shirt, <laughs> and I've been to Vegas a bunch of times, and I was actually quite happier, you know, most times. But this time, you know, I definitely was a little bit bummed. Um, How could you not be, I dude? Was, like, it's yeah. just two, like a two, three years of accumulation of just like I know. waiting for this moment. I know. And the and, one, <laughs> the two shows that get busted are one that you're gonna go to. God, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was super lame. And so, because uh, I was at the last Vegas show, yeah, inside job, place. yeah, yep, inside job, let it off. Probably what, like 16 years ago. It's been like 16 or 18 years since they were down there. And I was just like, oh, man, they're going to be crushing it on this tour. They're going to be rocking out. And then, of course, you know, Matt Cameron went down. They were bringing in all these different drummers, which was pretty admirable to yeah. be able to do that. Little, yeah. 
Dave. Let's talk about that. No, 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 not Dave. Dave Cruzen. Cruzen. Yeah. Pardon me. We got cruising on some cruising, and they played a lot of songs ten. on the pen. Yes, I wanted to talk about that. So Fresno, that was the okay. So when everybody started getting COVID, right? So yeah. they had uh, they had Josh that was filling in the drums. They yes. had can't remember who else was filling in, but you're right. <clears throat> they had Dave Cruzen flied in to Fresno, and I was like, I was looking at the set, and I was like, shit, they played almost all of ten on this set list. You have to. And then, yeah, because the guy only knows one album, uh, right? Probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so that's amazing. But, man, I'm just really sorry you, you had a chance to, to go to that and didn't happen. But well, I've been, I will try again. Dude, I'm telling you, I I've been watching again. stuff on Instagram, uh, some videos. They are kicking ass. Like, they sound great. Right. They sound fucking great. They're in Europe yep. right now. God bless them. And, Again, I was like, I was looking at the set list, like they're crushing it. Like they're like back to the Gigaton thing. Like yeah. I only see like three songs from Gigaton on these sets. Like they're rocking fucking hits, man. I think when you get to quite a bit of those European shows, obviously a big chunk of them are outdoors. So when you're doing these quote unquote, I think like almost festival esque type venues you know there's one you got to be obviously appeasing to even more of the masses right but i also have this feeling that there are just certain songs that bands will do and they'll do and they'll shake up different set lists when they're in these large outdoor crowds versus in an enclosed space either like a music hall or an arena or something like that I hear that from bands all the time. They're like, well, this is probably not like a song we should really be playing for an outdoor festival because, you know, they want them to be like a little bit more up and involved. Mm, It's not as intimate as a feel for sure. Um, You know, when you have 45 plus thousand, 55 plus thousand, as opposed to, you know, 17.5 that fit in the old key arena or something like that downtown Seattle. Right. So it's a totally different feel. But you're right. Uh, they have been playing some more, definitely like uh, some more rocking songs. Yeah. Checking out the set list. It's been great. Obviously, they keep switching it up like they always do. And but here's here's the one thing I want to interject good. there. So you had said <laughs> in one of our episodes was, if I don't have, this is Nino talking, not Wes. If I don't have to hear Even Flow again live, I'd probably be okay. But they've... They have done something. I think it's strategically done because it's been on every damn show they've played in 2022. They've played Corduroy song four. Check this out, man. Mm -hmm. Every single show, I think it's been played on song four. They played Corduroy every single show. Well, it, I, they might've been doing that when they were here in, um, in the states but definitely there that one's kind of a little bit all over the place i do want to go back to your even float comment because it was really cool when they went back to do the pink pop festival uh, been about 30 years dude we are way off track already which is awesome <laughs> we haven't even talked about art did like is pick, this really an episode about art but did, that's you pick, did you pick up on the corduroy thing though uh no i didn't okay. actually because i mean you know, it's a super popular that? song they play all the time anyway yeah. but okay well, when they went back into this pink pop, so 30 years, right, uh, they started the show. Which, which is one of the most amazing things ever. Dude. I was like, that's pretty cool because I it's been forever, and I couldn't even tell you the last time they actually started a show with that song. Wouldn't that have been amazing if Eddie so, was wearing jean so shorts cool. and He Doc had Martin's. some cool stories. <laughs> I was watching some stuff. He had some cool stories about you know people that were at the first show. He had this really nice... Uh, heartfelt uh, story about you know how he dives off into the crowd in porch in the first in the yes so yeah. you've got the main cameraman that's yeah. holding yeah him down, yeah. Right? yeah yeah and obviously they had to put some extra people on the back to balance him out of course this is eddie's story not mine he's telling the story yeah he's telling the story okay. to the crowd and he had felt for decades that he had 
put this poor cameraman through this really crazy experience that this cameraman, he's just trying to do the show. Mm-hmm. But now here's Eddie, like getting up on the thing saying, move the boom over here. I'm going to jump off into the crowd, all this stuff. So he had felt forever that he put this cameraman in this really precarious position and had felt bad forever. So turns out up until just a few years ago, he had reconnected with this cameraman. Wow. He was actually back at the show, Pink Pop 2022. And and the cameraman was like, no, man, I wasn't mad at all. If anything, he was like, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And it was just a really cool story. And it's, just highlights more why we love Ed and he's just so caring and so impassionate about what he does. Segwaying into the aspect where coming from all this passion and emotion lends itself to this music art connection collaboration. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had always been aware of, well, first off I have a massive Pearl Jam poster problem and okay i want to hear more about this it's an itis and i just you know ever since i got my first pearl jam poster that was the start and i can't even remember exactly what the first one was that i acquired it might have actually been the vegas show that i got it's got this genie coming out of the bottle smoking this like cigarette almost okay. juby type looking thing now, it's totally awesome do you only do you only own do you have a rule where you only own posters where you've been at the show or negative do you, okay. no i have a problem okay and so yeah so i've got a i got a massive problem and so no i have just i have just posters and framed and in tubes of various uh, Pearl Jam concert posters throughout the years that, you know, kind of started with the Ames Brothers, which are actually an outfit out here in Seattle, which is totally cool. And I think the first time I ever really got turned on to the poster scene is when I was going to school back in the day at the university. I'd hit the bus stop, and behind me was this apartment building's And you could kind of see down into this one apartment and no one was ever there, but the windows were always open and it was filled on the wall with Pearl Jam posters that were framed. I was just like, you know, the devil on the shoulders, like you could probably go down in there and grab one of those, you know what I'm saying? Never (laughs) did. But, and then uh, about a year later, I was at another uh, uh, work function party and in the basement, this guy's girlfriend, just tons of Pearl Jam frame posters. And like everyone was at the party doing their thing. And I just spent most of it just like walking around and looking at all of the different artwork. And I was like, damn, these are so cool. And I wasn't really looking around at all of these different posters. And by then I had already gone to a couple Pearl Jam shows, but never really paid attention to the merch line or going to get swag. I was just like, how close can I get to the stage? Right. And let's see the boys. So definitely some opportunities missed there from early, early nineties to grab. Yeah, dude, no kidding. Amazing memorabilia. Right. So over the years, I've just not only have developed the Pearl jam poster problem, but just the Pearl jam memorabilia collection. Itis in general. And it's just, it's it's so much fun because obviously I've chosen the band that's my number one band. You know, you pick up a little things here and there, and then all of a sudden you know how it goes. It just starts to build. It's like any collection. You collect baseball cards, you collect posters, you collect music, whatever art doesn't yeah, because, matter what it is. Because there's it turns there, into a major uh, problem. Th- yeah, it does because <laughs> you're right, because there's a there's a very early point in this peak of obsession and I'll say it's obsession. There's I mean, we have a damn podcast about the band, so there's clearly we have some level of obsession. Yes, I'll admit it. Hel- healthy, it's healthy. It's, I think it's healthy, right? It's, we're not stalkers. That's right. Like we've That's said right. That's right. Now there is a very there's like an equilibrium of of that level of kind of like I want to know more about this band, right. and for me, I agree. Like it was it was more early on. Like once I like 
figured out what was going on. I was like, I want to buy. I, I went to every single like Best Buy or every single any records any place that sold CDs. Like this is before like any iTunes or anything like this. So I was like, I'm gonna scour anything from run, just run to the P section and find me anything Pearl Jam. And I'm buying it regardless. I don't care what it is. I'm buying it. Right. Right. I don't care if it's a T-shirt. I don't care if it's like just instrumental stuff. I don't care. I'm buying it. Like that's yep. that's that mode. I get it. Yeah. I, I was I've been there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, now that I really think back, my first Pearl Jam poster that was a non-concert poster, I think I've said this before, it's it's a black and white poster of Eddie leaning up against Jeff, and they're, they're on stage, there's kind of yeah, like the lean, man. coming up. Yeah. It, it's so great. So that was on my uh, dorm room wall, um, and that was pretty much all that was on my wall was that poster. And so coming to the art, aspect of it obviously we know jeff is a huge driving force not only in the art for pearl jam but he has done so many other projects and other things which is it's it's just so amazing and i guess you know i should have realized that he would be the artistic one based on the crazy mushroom hats he would always wear and combined with, you know, uh, basketball jerseys and shorts and high tops. And, and so he always had this and has this creative side. So once I really kind of started to lean into this art project a little bit, you know, it's really pretty fascinating to start to focus on, especially the art that takes place uh, for the albums. Right. 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 And so when you kind of start there, obviously you start with ten. Hold on, can, got... can, can we can we take just a minute to pause? Yeah, this is good stuff, right? I want to keep going on this, so don't yeah. lose that train yeah. of thought. Yeah. So so you mentioned uh, let's let's analyze the Jeff thing, okay? So you said Jeff oh, is yeah. a driving force of the art. So okay, let's just take a moment and address you know PJ twenty. We had some great clips about this exact topic. Okay, yeah. we didn't talk about it in the, in the PJ twenty episode, but you know, Ed was like, "Oh, I think one of my first connections with with the band was with Jeff," and it was like, "Yeah, it's about music, it's about art, it's yeah. about it's not about a rock star thing, it's not about getting messed up." Like, right. and that was the connection that he immediately had. So, I too agree, do agree. I think Jeff gets a lot of the a lot of the kind of credentials for the art. But mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think Ed is also a big, of course. I mean, you have to say he's also in that same genre of, of mentality. Like there's a, there's an art feel to what they're creating, not just Absolutely. in the music, but in, in the case, in the cover and the posters, yeah. things like this. Yeah. Okay. No, it's perfect because I think when I first started getting all the CDs, it was just all about the music, learning, right, right. learning all of that. And of course, you know, I, like everyone does, you kind of open up the CD and maybe you pull out the little booklet. Check for lyrics. A little bit. Check for lyrics. And I never really focused to analyze on any of that because Pearl Jam is not a band that uses visuals during their shows to layer in some other uh, meaning or concepts they're trying to get across to right. the crowd, right? They don't do LED screens. Right. They don't do any of that stuff, which is fine, right? They've got, you know, some cool lights and, you know, maybe once in a while I've seen them break down the disco ball and mm -hmm. Ed hits that with his guitar when the light shine on it. And it's very, it's very classic rock shows. Mm -hmm. And so when you look into the 10 uh, and you open that up, obviously you've got all the boys coming together, high-fiving in the middle, which is just, to me, it's saying, hey, we're already brothers. We're already together yeah. on this, right? Yeah. And then you've got some little um, kind of notepads uh, individualized based on like each song and it's got the right. lyrics and maybe a little bit of etching, right? Right, right. Nothing, Nothing too... Crazy much going on there right skipping ahead i think the first time i realized that there was a different element artistically based on the album covers is of course with no code mm -hmm. and so 
it had been a while, man, since I went back and opened up my no code uh, CD. The actual CD. For saying CD. I the actual say, like, CD. I know. Yeah. Right? I know. And I so, had to dig through my house to find them. <laughs> yeah. And so what's cool, obviously, you've got both sides. Yeah. And it's all of Polaroids, of yeah. real live Polaroids that I'm sure Eddie and the band were taking of various different things, right? By the way, this is my, I, I pulled my wife. Before this, this is my least, she said. Her least favorite is No Code's cover art. My wife. Well, you know, it's... it's, it's there's some there's some weird stuff on there. It is weird, right? It's weird. But man. it's the one that made me really want to look at each individual uh, square, uh, in essence, on the front and on the back of the CD cover and be like, what is it I'm looking at? What am I trying to figure out? What is that? You know, okay, mm -hmm. that's a dog face. <laughs> to there's a top of an apple there's a mandolin or what you know all these different things right and so i had forgotten for a while that it came with about seven or eight different individualized polaroids right right replicas right right and to the best of my knowledge they're all completely different so looking back on it i should have went around to all the different used cd stores yeah and it What's cool with this, and when I really started making the connection of Ed being uber involved with the artistry and the look of the cover art, which stands to reason he would because he's been on record a number of times how much he appreciates album covers. He appreciates being able to have album covers with art that are a larger size, not some small little, you know, 10 by 10 mm -hmm. CD cover. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, this 10 was that just typical CD cover. Yeah. Yeah. So the first time I walked into Ed's house, right when you open the doors, there's a wall there, and you can either go to the right or to the left. On the wall, it's got a lot of these original Polaroids of what's on the cover of No Code kind of sprinkled in there amongst tons of other photos and memories he has with like different mm -hmm. uh artists like mm -hmm. one i really saw that was cool i'm like oh shit there's ed and mick jagger on stage like what the hell i mean how cool is that right. just walk in your house and be like oh that's me and mick jagger yep on stage so i really started to realize at that time not only are they trying to showcase their music kind of in a different way from each album cover is when you really start to play with those little inserts they have, yeah. they utilize different little arts or sketches to pull on um, different historical visuals to lend itself to kind of expanding on the story of each song. Right. Mm -hmm. So yield or, is is cool because that's just like a collection of photo of the band and their travels, right? That's not cool. a lot of I like art and like which yield. is which is great. It's it's uh, you know the the yield cover is every time I see a yeah. yield sign, I think yeah, of, of course, it. I think of, of course think you can't it. not think of it, right? So that in there and yield is the first time I really got to see the band in some different ways that were not on stage because again all we had was mtv or rolling stone magazine there's no internet none of that stuff right oh no sure. yeah right yeah. so no code obviously was a crazy one for me okay um what other ones yeah can i can i stand I out to you yeah okay wow so as you mentioned 10 the pink i think we've called it you called the pink album it has no, been I, I never call it that. <laughs> <laughs> it has its has this very simplistic view to it, right? But the album following that, I've always thought it's this guy right here, man, with yep. the sheep. Yeah. And I just don't okay, so for all the listeners, I'm talking about verses. And so the the album is or the CD itself is orange, just pure orange. Doesn't have anything on it. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is honestly, and you know, it's been probably, ladies and gentlemen, I typically listen to music just as any human being in the planet Earth now on my phone through uh, my headphones. I rarely put a disc in. 
anymore, yeah. sadly enough. Yeah. But today I opened this up and I was like, holy shit, this is right. This is the orange, the orange album, which yeah. brought so much like I my my body was just like, oh my God, I remember putting this into my CD player, my my via, my car, driving from school, just like this brought me comfort immediately. Like I was right. like, I love that shade of orange. I love this album cover more than anything. I think it's the most unique. I don't know what the hell it means. Here's my thought. Yeah. So versus, I believe is originals. The original title of the album was originally called Five Against One. That's right. Okay. So shortly became, I think that was on, uh, I want to say Go or Animal. Uh, Animal. Animal, thank you. Yeah. So perhaps there's some... Like sheep, we're all sheep, kind of going towards the mm. in the uh, in the herd here, and I'm trying to go against the sheep, against the herd, perhaps. I don't know, but right. it's like you see the sheep's nasty, gnarly teeth, and you yeah. know what the hell that is, and that's. Um, I awesome. didn't actually because I didn't grow up. No, in like Alaska. you may not know and what so- that animal is. <laughs> you may not know what that animal is, but you know. I thought what it was a album. dog for like the first week I had it. I was like, "That is the craziest looking dog <laughs> I've ever seen in my life." How but, did so that thing get stuck in there? But how badass is this thing? Like, like again, like there's no rhyme or reason for it, except for it's just a cool picture of the sheep with some sheep behind it and the bucket in this barbed wire fence. Like, I don't know. It's just something about yeah. it brings me. It's so much just like, either it's nostalgia well, we, or comfort or I don't yes. know. Yes. Well, when I went uh, off of Woodby Island to go to the mall, to go to the city, to go to stereo warehouse, to buy the new Pearl Jam CD. When I pulled it out of the rack, uh-huh. I'm looking at this thing in this mesh fence. And I'm like, is this a, is this the Pearl Jam album? Right. Flip am I looking at, right? Then I look at the back and it's like Some feet. just a bunch of dirty feet in the mud. And I'm like, <laughs> is this really? So I'm like really trying to make sure as I'm reading the the ream of the mm-hmm. actual uh, CD. I'm like, is it? I was like, okay, But it kicks it ass, dude. Well then, okay. So, so at the time it was with um, a friend of mine and their parents drove us over there. So I open it up, and then I'm like... You get a full oh. frontal of the band. Well, yeah, and they're all in like a campfire session. Yeah. I'm just like, what the hell am I buying? <laughs> what is this going to sound like, right? And and so I was like, can you guys, do you mind please putting this in the car CD player, right? Mind you, I'm with the parents, and I'm sure they've never heard Pearl Jam in their whole life. Pop it in, turn it up. And then go just starts blasting. And at first I'm like, oh, thank God. It is them. Great. Perfect. Uh, But I think we made it through uh, go and half of animal. And they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to turn this off. now." (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, damn it. So I couldn't wait to get home to check this thing out. Cause I was like, it was very confusing as I'm looking at it right post 10 like, oh, they're now a campfire band with a bunch of dirty feet and some crazy goat dog stuck on the front of the car. I'm like, what the hell is this, right? So, so that okay. one was okay. cool. So, one last thing about verse, okay. verses, though, okay, is that that is the one that I actually wrote to the Pearl Jam 10 Club. The, they, have, they have it on the back, yeah. They have the P.O. box, now, the yeah. The P.O. box is different from the first one, <laughs> okay. and I'm a Pearl Jam nerd like that. I never, I don't think I did it correctly, because I never really got anything back, but I always wonder about going back and trying some of these old P.O. boxes to see if I write to them and send a letter oh, to the band. Yeah. Will I actually get through? I might try it one day. So, my other one, <clears throat> and this isn't one that... If we're just talking cover art, this one's on the bottom of my list. Not like the vote most bottom, not, not the furthest bottom. Yep. But this is the one that kind of more creeped me out more than anything mm-hmm. because it has 
it has a book to it. For the first time, we see not just a regular thing. We see, because they do this in Lightning Bolt, they do this in other albums. So Vitology has 20 or so pages of just random stuff, random weird stuff. So when I got that, I was a little bit weirded out, I have to say. Again, just the the cover itself, just the word mythology, doesn't do a lot for me. You've made a mention of this that it's uniquely sh- uh, shaped, so it's mm-hmm. it's so there's something there. But I think this is the first time we see where there's more of a booklet of information. Yes. Yeah. So let's get now, into mythology. Yeah. Now in 2022, I challenge you. This is your challenge for the week. Go back and really dive into that booklet a little bit more because I did today. Okay. And I was like, I don't know that it's so, so random, random pictures, random things. So I think when I really go back, cause at first I, I skimmed through it. Right. And I, and I, and I probably read through it at the time and I never really went back to it. I guarantee just you, I did not read this as a just thirteen year old kid. Yeah, <laughs> of course, right? Because I just wanted to rock out. Right. And to I music did not read this no. and hang out and just pop it in. So this one, as I go back and I really look at it, is a huge break from the band. I think speaking out through the art in this booklet for the first time about human and political atrocities that are going on throughout modern history. Right. right? And they certainly catch this um, throughout kind of this visual, this collection of visual statements uh, combined with like, I would say written data from past events. Right. Mm -hmm. Now they speak to abortion. They speak to human rights. They speak to, all different types of personal freedoms that are going on in there. And it's a little crazy when you're looking in here now, and I do not do, I don't want to talk politics. I don't, it's just, it just pulls my energy away, but it is trippy that what is in this booklet is mirroring a little bit of what is going on in the world around us at this time. So you go from the bros High five and yeah, who weird dog face goat boy <laughs> on the cover to now really starting to use these visual concepts and previous stories to drive some messages to drive some messages. And when you really start to go in and look at that, it's it's a missed opportunity on me from back in I the agree. day to not really hone in on that. And so this was a fun exercise talking about all these, and we're, I know we're not done, but talk, you know, actually I'm gaining this new sense of how they're using their artistry to enhance a song or a message or a story or whatever they're trying to well, I mean, tell. Isn't this, isn't, and it's amazing. Isn't this kind of like Ed's motif? Like, super against music videos, right? We, we know this, right? Right. So his main thought is like, I don't want to take away from the listener's experience inceptioning what we are interpreting as what we want in that song, like putting this video together, right? So mm-hmm. when you put those ear headphones on and you want to listen to Last Exit, like we want you, the listener, to put, make that own. Yes. Imagine, right? Imagine your whatever. So to your point, I think in this case here, there's some some subliminal stuff perhaps, but there's also, instead of doing music videos, they're using their their album art as pseudo music video. Yeah. And, you know, if I would have paid more attention back in the day, I would have been like, God, shit, I love these guys even more because they are now what I would consider to be multifaceted. Now there are numerous, numerous musical artists that are also amazing graphic artists, poetry artists, painting artists, right? All different types of 
of how should I say different ways that all these different musical artists will like pull all their different talents to convey a message. And it's really cool how different bands do it. When you look at this kind of Pearl Jam catalog of different album covers specifically, I remember the first time again was the same type of feel when I got Riot Act. I'm like, is this a Pearl Jam album? There's two like <laughs> skeleton crazy guys. Skeleton, uh, these chess players, like, what am I actually looking at here, right? And um, so at first I was like, well, this is kind of a weird departure. I don't really know. I don't know what it means or why they did that. Again, like, goat, dog, face boy. I don't know why, but it's it's just trippy, right? And I'm not really sure what to make of it still after all these years. Because really, the main things that stand out to me from like all the different inserts is um, just really cool photos of the band, yeah, and, like session recordings, right, 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 which is very cool. And I was like, oh, that's awesome! You gain this little peek of insight of their personal, like, what's it like to be a fly on the room when Pearl Jam's actually recording an album or a song? Is Ryan been cool? With is that Ryan thing. Act? I mean, not to get spin off here, but that is that the least talked about album. I have I to think so, dude. I don't know because when this one came out was when I was when we went out to go to Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. to see the two shows. Yeah, 2003. This was like Riot Act tour, you know? And so when they intermingled these songs in to their previous songs in the set, it was very seamless, right? It, nothing was a stretch. Mm-hmm. Nothing seemed out of place. Right. And it was just an amazing, even flow. But don't chink all the way through. But one thing I do like artistically is this this is one of the first um, inserts where the art, where I can see uh, Ed's, for the first time, his uh, combination of these small uh, set of waves. So when he's doing these little, you know, like little drawings of waves out in the ocean, it gets a little bigger and it's like peaking, cresting over. This is one of the first times I ever saw that. Now I see, of course, a quite a bit more. But this is the first time I ever saw Ed's waves. So okay, take it for what it is. I thought it was pretty cool. So if we were to <clears throat> to pivot off of Riot Act, one of the albums that again I've been on record as saying I I used to love this album. I still love this album, but it's probably found some. It's found its way kind of trickling down in the in the list but from an artistic side it's kind of uh, on the cover it's bland it's their mm. self-titled album mm-hmm. yeah so you'd have this just image of this avocado and a, and again i think even the the title of the album is is bland it's yeah. self-titled okay so it's yep. pearl jam but yeah. people call it the avocado album right right and then you get inside of it and it's just I was even showing my son today. It's like, so what do you what do you think about these these this cover art and this? It's like it's really weird. It's creepy. Like you get mm-hmm. like it's very like wax figurines, kind of mm-hmm. melted faces. It's very yes. out there, man. So this one here took a weird spin for me, man. Like I don't yeah. know where this one fell. <laughs> I, it is definitely, in my opinion, the biggest departure. Yes, for sure, dude. Anything that would resemble kind of what I would think or feel about the band, right? Yeah. Especially with all these zombie-like figures, and I was just like, I don't really know why they're doing it. And when I saw, like, I think it was the life life wasted video videos or whatever yeah. they did, it, it had a lot of that, and I was like, I like the song. I don't know. I mean, maybe, hey, dude, their life is probably can get monotonous on the road. So if it's time for them to like make an album or do some art or go do something fun and hang out in a sci sci fi uh, <laughs> FX studio and play with some, you know, wax, wax and some plastic masks and just like go to town and just be weird about it and fine i totally get it but is i was just like oh this is really kind of weird because nothing in the art to me relates to any of the 
songs. No. And I could be totally missing the boat. <laughs> right. I agree. I could be totally missing something. I mean, I don't know if it's the decay of man or how we will end up being one day or we are slaves and zombies to whatever was socially going on at the time. It could be totally, you know, something like that. And I never really paid much energy to go and research on why they did what they did. But you're right, dude. It was definitely like, that was a miss. Like, oh, yeah. it's an avocado and it's half open. I'm like, it's <laughs> Am I supposed to be turned on? By this? I don't yeah. really know what I'm <laughs> supposed to feel. I still so, don't know. Again, <laughs> like I think there's more questions on not even talking about like the zombie face or the melted faces. Just the avocado in itself is more perplexing to me than the goat in the <laughs> in the in the fence or even the yeah. skeletons with the checkers. Yeah, I agree. But hey, listen. I agree. To the uh, I got nothing. One of my, <laughs> uh, so there's two. Okay, so there's there's binaural. So binaural. Again, this album has has like a fine wine has has developed on me. Oh yeah, and so good. Me being so into the cosmos and the universe and learning about physics and space and all these different things. I've always gravitated to the the cover art for Binaural, just that nebula. It's, totally it's awesome. amazing, right? It's absolutely amazing. Right. And again, so you have Light Years, who's kind of tied in with with that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of I think religious undertones. We've talked about that many times. So Binaural is up there for me as far as how kind of just a cool. Thank cool look to Jesus it. for NASA and the Hubble telescope. Yeah, man. It gives yeah. us a shot of the hourglass nebula, planetary yeah. nebula, yeah. nebula yeah. right? Yeah. Is, that's what it is. Yeah, nebula. And, and what's cool is when you kind of look in there, it talks, you know, it says it's, you know, 8,000 light years away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, great that the song Light Years is actually right. on there. Right. Of course there's some really cool band mini sketches on there and lyrics on the pages. So that's always kind of cool uh because it gives you another sense of how Ed is um working out his thoughts on the page and probably very methodically taking his time, also sketching, you know, highlighting different aspects, putting different connotations to his music on there and so you know he's a deep thought he's a deep thinker man and when you get to guys who are into that they're deep thinkers yeah so he fits you remember saturday night live deep thoughts by jack handy (laughs) i do pearl jam deep thoughts (laughs) (laughs) it's totally awesome so no it is it is cool it's a cool so what what is your take then on on backspacer because my i have two two thoughts well, I know you just don't. Yeah, really I'm not even talking about the music. I'm not talking that. about the music. I'm not talking but, about the music. Okay, so not talking about. So, I, so my son said it's his favorite. My wife said it's, it's, it's fun. It's his her. It's it's one yeah. of her least favorite. It, it's one of her least favorite. Yeah. Well, it is. Um, okay, so I do like the aspect that you have this. There's um, some animation to it. You can pull some. Sorry, excuse me. So what I do like about it is that it's it's just fun. It's right? fun. It I is like fun. the comic book feel yes. to it, right? Um, There's some animation. You can move this over. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is cool and it is fun. And it's even cooler looking on the vinyl. Okay. Right? It's just bigger. It's cooler looking. Plus, I think at, during this um tour is when i really it was the beginnings of me really starting to go overload with the merch uh-huh and so i would you know when i go to the shows i'd be like okay i'm getting the stickers i'm getting the swag i'm getting the poster i'm getting the hat all the stuff so i had like tons of stickers from this one i had one in my car um i have the backspacer I loved, shirt yeah, I, yeah. I have the Backspacer shirt. I love the astronaut drummer. Yeah, that's the one I have. Days. Yeah, it's so cool. I have that on my car for it. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. Of course, it's cool. The kids, the kids are gonna love it. It really reminds me of this four poster set I have when they closed the um, Spectrum in Philadelphia. So it's four different nights, 
four different posters, but they all come together and line up. And it's just, it looks very similar, the art on there. People that know these posters, of course, know what I'm talking about because it's just tons of different um, graphic uh, characters like Batman and Superman's on there. And it's got a lot of sci-fi characters on there. And it's got music characters on there. And it's four posters long. And so um, it really ties into my um, Pichon for the uh, Your Pichon. poster. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's quite amazing. And so I do really like that one. So tell me your two things. No, it's just the fact that it is, it's animated. It's, mm-hmm. it's, so I think that's why my son liked it. Cause it's in like cartoon style. Well, he's very smart. Yeah. And again, like, this was one of those things where I didn't have a clue what was going on either. Again, like a drummer, astronaut drummer, or a disco guy on a trike. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel like, you know how, um, and I don't know if this is for this one, but I seem to remember where Pearl Jam put out uh, this contest to artists. And we're like, hey, submit your art. We may or may not add it to the new music or incorporate it into the new album somehow. So they all look pretty similar. So to me, it almost feels like it's the same artist all the way through. Mm-hmm. But some are a little bit different. So I kind of think it's, it to me, it feels like, hey, submit your art project. And we'll put something together and maybe we'll put you on the new album type homework mm-hmm. assignment type. Yeah, that's what that kind of Got feels it. like to me. Yeah, but it is super awesome. So I think we've covered almost everyone. I think Lightning Bolt was the last one on, as far as the studios, which is I think is a pretty cool one anyway. It's got some booklet to it. It's super cool, right? Uh, I do love the Lightning Bolt, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Um, this is when I really start to see, cause I have some different band posters from this one. And this is where I really start to see, um, father time kind of uh. taking its toll on, uh, the physical look of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are quite handsome still, but, um, you really start to see, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it's just, it's just about that time. They're kind of getting up there, but I like I do like all the different style of like silhouette um, art. I love the one of Mike McCready where he's just like, it's, it's like his, it's like his whole silhouette up against some lightning coming down with some power lines going behind right there. See that bad boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's totally sweet. It's very U2 esque. Sure. Sure. But um, I do love that one quite a bit. I think the only other one Gigaton. we haven't really done is the ton of gig. And I like the cover. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. And I think they really nailed the whole environmental aspect with the art going on in this one. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing and extraordinarily sad. Um, yeah, it's depressing. Different, it, yeah, it totally is, right? But one thing I didn't really get to play with too much is that apparently they had some really cool filter that you could download on your phone yeah. and then either look at the album cover or go around town and look at these different billboards and that were placed in major the, cities. Uh, and you would almost see like this movement the of the, the, waterfall yeah, the waterfall going right, down. Right, right, so. Right. I never really got to take advantage of that, but I thought that that was uh, like one of the bigger marketing Pearl Jam kind of platforms I've ever really seen them do. And so, of course, they're really diving into, um, you know, global warming and the environment and kind of what's going on. And so they encapsulate it quite well with that one for sure. So so let's let's pivot to the. It's a great job. Good, good stuff. You know, <clears throat> let's pivot to the posters for a, a brief moment here. For so, oh my god! <laughs> so, yes. Okay. <clears throat> I too have. I showed you my my office is full of 
of, of posters, which I absolutely adore. And right. the one thing I'll say until we get into some of the, the features, but SeaTac. Okay. So mm-hmm. for anybody who doesn't live in the, the Pacific Northwest, SeaTac is the Seattle airport, Seattle Tacoma airport, international airport. Mm-hmm. And they have this row somewhere. I can't even tell you where it's yeah. at. I think, well, I don't know. It could be in God knows what terminal. It's totally cool. It's so damn cool, dude. They mm-hmm. have a fucking like a square mile of just Pearl Jam posters. Yeah. And yeah. I saw this because I, 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 of course I lived out there and I was flying out one day and all of a sudden this pops up. It's like, what the hell is this? And I swear, yeah. like, I just almost missed my flight because I was just like walking through, right. looking at these awesome posters. It's just so, it's so yeah. damn cool, dude. It's so damn cool. Another cool, quick thing on that airport is that it's like right up the row from like there's a, a sub pop store in the SeaTac airport. So you could totally go like experience the whole Pearl Jam poster alley that they've got there and then go around the corner and buy some sweet like Soundgarden and mud honey mm. and all that stuff. So it is, it's actually, I was like, that's probably the coolest thing about that airport. Yeah. No, it's not, uh, actually yeah, it's not, it is the coolest is thing about sure. that airport. <laughs> and so what I've been noticing recently, you know, is they have been doing some showcases on uh, Instagram, probably on their mm-hmm. website too. of like, Hey, this person here is the person who's designed this poster. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but no. for for some of the this tour specifically, they'd like say Brad Clausen yeah. from wherever in in Washington, and they yep. give like a bio of this person or this person mm-hmm. in Denmark. It's pretty cool, man. Like again, the, the whole thing has become this phenomenon of almost like a timestamp. Like this is you were there, and you always have this, and it's it's so fucking cool, man. I tell you, because uh, I've been in line at many a PJ show waiting for many a poster. I know. And me so too. it is an anxiety ridden ride. Because, like, obviously, that's the first thing to sell out. People will go either come with poster tubes or obviously get them there, but they will show up hours before the show just to get the poster, right? Okay, so, so yeah, can yeah, I tell a quick story yeah. on this? So, oh. so the the show that we saw together in in Key, yeah. it's the uh, D face, the one behind me with this. It's it's yep. the uh, uh, it's the podcast cover, ladies and gentlemen, the one with mm-hmm. the uh, this the skeleton hand spray paint. And so my wife and I go to this show, and it's in December. It's in Seattle, so it's not like negative 10 but it was a damn cold day it dude. was cold that time it was yeah. damn cold yeah and i just like you said like i gotta get this poster and this is a like an extra large poster like some of them yeah. are smaller but this one's massive it's, it's like the biggest one it's like the biggest one <laughs> it is the biggest one and uh so i get to and to get the key and i'm like honey they're selling these posters right here outside I'm, we're just going to stand in line and get this fucker right now. Mm-hmm. So there's a long line and we're standing there's freezing because my wife and I were like, oh, we're just going to go to the show. We're not going to be outside for long. We're like in just like a sweater and it's like probably 14 degrees. It was. Yeah. And for like <laughs> 45 minutes, finally we get our poster and we're walking in to the arena and damn – I didn't even realize, like, oh, they're probably selling this inside too. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hop on it when you get yeah, a chance, exactly. Though, that was you the do. thought. Like, the vendors you are do. selling these things inside. Like, oh my, I'm so sorry, honey. Like, we stood outside yeah. for 45 minutes for no reason. <laughs> these knuckleheads are selling this inside. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it has to be done. And so, once I figured out that you could get posters on eBay. That's when I kind of lost all control. I've, so I've gone through phases where, you know, I've I've purposely shut it down for a while because, you know, thankfully, I mean, I just have poster tubes just mm-hmm. stacked with mm-hmm. posts that that I have. Cost right? you a small fortune in frames. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's also another aspect of it as well. So, um, but there have been some where you stand in line and you get something that you're just like, oh, I don't really love the look of it. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite, but I still kind of have to stand in line and get it. Yeah. So I don't think there hasn't been a time. I got a weird one from a Vancouver show in 03. It's like this crazy looking pig in pants. And I don't know what it is or what it means. And it's just like the creepiest, weirdest thing I've ever I've ever seen. I was just like, so that's that one's buried out there. So I also have this one where you get these mystery boxes sent okay. from 10 club Mm -hmm. and one was this like clown and the colors were like mcdonald colors and it was from like czechoslovakia or something and i was just like i am not framing creepy ass clown (laughs) okay red and yellow in the background so there's been there's some out there yeah there are i'm not sure so my dad my dad for a good year or so would be would was the same way he would send me and I've told the listeners, my dad and I have this connection about Pearl Jam, and he would send me posters that he thought would be cool on eBay. He'd say, "Oh, I'm gonna buy this and send it to me." Okay, that's and it was lovely. It's, I have a handful of them that I have hung up. One of them is one of the shows we went to, which was the uh, the Chicago Wrigley Field. Nice was the and you actually texted me that. He's like, "Hey, can you stand in line for this?" I'm like, "Oh, dude, I, I don't want to, have to do that." So we just he ended up buying it. We didn't get it at the show. We got it later. Obviously, that's fine. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> it's got a man's face, and I was reluctant to put this one on my wall. I'm like, oh, dude, I want to hang it because it's it was a great show, and it was amazing. But it's got this man's face towards the side, a profile view of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's got this baby that's inside of his head. In the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know the one. Yeah. It's trippy, right? It's trippy. It's, it's, I think it's called uh, – I think it's uh, something uh, brain – trust not brain trust but uh god what was the term what's the term um i don't know but it's it's not my most favorite one no it's um, not my son hates yeah. it he's like this is great creepy dad can you take this yeah. yeah exactly you know that show there was there's always been some good wrigley um chicago ones and there's some that you know are and some of them get really crazy expensive if you buy pearl jam posters you know what i'm talking about so there's this one I've always wanted, one day I will pony up, but it's the Dirty Frank one. Ah. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's this back alley. It's a hot dog, right? <laughs> and it's a hot dog ah. guy, and he's in a bun, right? And he's dressed like a gangster, and he's got this hot dog in his hand. He's got this mustard, and he's just like spraying the hot. So a hot dog spraying a hot dog with mustard. And it's just really cool, and it's the Dirty Frank one because... I love that song. Yeah. And so, but you know, it's like 500 bucks and they're 600 bucks. Right. So, you know, I have a few that are like, when I check, I'm like, damn, this thing's kind of up there. Could be like college tuition for the kid one day. 500 bucks. No, I've got some that are like that and more. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's totally crazy. Like at the time I'm like, Oh, great. You know, I got, got it for, 40 bucks and then you know they just explode and and so i love some of the old ames brothers one i have some clausen ones i like the monk one posters as well and they keep uh doing some different artists some that i i really like and i think they capture some are just kind of out there and don't really do it for me but that's art and that's what's cool about it is that not every single one is going to be like, you know, your most favorite, but Hey, I love the band. I've got the posters. I've got too many shirts. I don't know what's in my Pearl Jam closet. There's like stickers and cups and headbands and hats and all this stuff. Like one day I can have my own shrine to my obsession your healthy obsession. I'm still not a stalker. That's right. Still not a stalker. It's quite obsessive. But it is it is pretty cool. And I really liked going through the different art aspects. Yeah, it's cool, man. Because yet again, when we do this kind of 
podcast exercise, you know, of course, we're not professional podcasters. We do it so we can see each other, hang out. Someone listens to it and enjoys it. It's great. If you're not into it, it's totally fine. We don't take offense to that. But I still keep finding different ways to have a new found continued respect for the band. And I just wonder the next thing that will come up that I will be like, oh, God, here's yet another thing I didn't even like ever focus on or really think about that makes me continue to yeah. fall in love with these guys. Well, so it's just no, so it's, great. it's great. No, I totally agree. And one last thing before we wrap up on a uh, binaural party yeah. on parting ways. Okay, read through the booklet today. <clears throat> Again, it's probably been 20 years since I looked through it. And at the last end of Parting Ways, there's this like two-minute stoppage. And then there's... I saw it today, and it said writer's block. And then it just said F... MJ or F, I could look it up, but just had three letters just over and over and over and over again. And clearly Ed had some writer's block during that, that album. Yeah. And yeah. it was, it's again, just like you said, like you find new things. So, Oh, that's why he put that in there to tell, like, I was like, what the hell is this? Why is he just this type? Right. Because right. he's challenging, like, listen, I went through this. And yes, I had a hard time with this album. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny you brought that up and I never want to end a show on a, like a downtrodden note, but when these guys are writing their songs and getting the art out on paper, obviously they are, it's a way of expression. We all know that it's got to be cathartic. They got to get, this out of their body, right? They have to get these, these feelings out and these thoughts out and world's a little crazy right now. A lot of up and down. Right. And I, and we know that some of the best music and the best art comes from sometimes not the most amazing things that happen to you or your family or your loved ones or your friends or things that's going on around you. And there's, quite a bit of that going around. So I, I don't think sadly in this aspect that Ed and the boys are going to be struggling for content, new ways to express what's going on around them, new way, new visual, new, new things musically. So this and is so, your, this is your way of saying because the world is so shitty right now and fucked up. We could be in for some really awesome Pearl really music. You know what I'm saying? So like, Look at the shiny nugget, right? It's it it is you know a, a you know case in point with this gigaton, just the visuals and the music that came out. This I mean this album came out like right but at the beginning of COVID, right, and kind of got us through that first year by hey shit at least we had like some new Pearl Jam to listen to. Thank God, right? So I just um, now I'm really going to be even more interested on what the art's going to look yeah. like. On the next, because they're in the studio, they got music, they got songs. Even your boy Stone is like, "Hey, man, the heartbeat is alive and well and pumping hard." You know, it's like the life force is rolling. It's like these guys aren't struggling to their creative bone is not have the drive to do what they're doing, which is great news. That's great news. You know, that's great news. So, well, from bad news comes great news. That's right. That's right. Well, no, this was good, man. I can't. I I definitely don't find myself as an art uh, savant, uh, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see how. And again, maybe this is not the entire band, but you can definitely, like you let off with Jeff and Ed, being really into art and messaging, yes. and so it's it's awesome. Again, yeah. as a young child, didn't think about it. I, yeah. I, the reason this popped in my brain, I, I I saw the goat or the the sheep head, and I was like, "This is so damn cool! I got to talk about this." But listen, <laughs> really well done. Thank you. It's been fun, man. I uh, well, sign us off, brother. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Your turn. Go for it.
I guess. Listen, thank you, Nino. Thank you, listeners. Yeah. We have some. Um, so this is season three, right? So we're, we'll keep grinding away here. We're positioned now and in new locations. So I think we're going to keep grinding. So what do you think? Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Much love to the PJ consortium out there and uh, cannot wait for the next time I see the boys on stage. Peace out. 